When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? I think so, yeah. I got my tea, I got my coffee. You got both? Yeah, right. double dip. Shitty's doubled up here. I better be ready for this. Oh boy. <laughs> Number 10, coming in hot. Just give it the old college try right here. Oh, big dog's in. Schmitty! What do you think, Schmitty? He could just pull shit off. Talk to Schmidt. He's so fucking busy. Hit my pants, lad. Yeah, roll the decks, it's fucking deep. Are you ready? Come on, Smith. Well, we have a very special episode for you guys today. We have officially left single digits and have entered the double digit world. Numero 10, episode 10. We got one of my long time bros. We go way back. I've been chasing this fool down for months to get him on the show, and finally he said, Pencil me in for episode 10. He's father of two, husband of one, CEO of Eclectic Electric, and part owner, TM, and founder of the ever popular Blood Wizard Skateboards. He's got a sweet tooth, and his good friends call him Sweet Time. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good friend Toad, Mr. Antonius Dicho. Wow, Schmitty, that's a hell of an intro, bud. Well, we took it to the next level for number 10. Wow, yeah, you really did, man. Thanks. Uh, I didn't realize I, I was so hard to get penciled in, but that reminds me, you need to get pencil on here. Damn pencil, absolutely. That, that would be a good one. Toad, why episode 10? I just, the pressure, you you were pressuring me to get on, you, you, you're, you're like, you gotta be in the top 10 there, and I was like, well, why don't I just be number 10 then, let's just do this. Okay, before we go into this, I need you to explain to our listeners, what is schmitting? Oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah. I think the listeners can't see the the Schmidt eating grin on your face right now, but basically when Schmitty gets this grin on his face and he kind of maybe has a question for you and he thinks he's got you, even if you try to explain to him that he doesn't have you, he still has that look on his face and he's still pushing at it and I think that that's Schmitting, if that makes sense to you, but it's the Schmidt eating grin. So let's get into it. Born and raised where? Born in San Francisco in the Mission at St. Luke's Hospital. Mm-hmm. Did a little bit of up, uh, like raising in the peninsula, um, like Menlo Park area, till I was about five. Um, Selby Lane, what up? That's I went to school. <laughs> I went to, my kindergarten was Selby Lane. Then I moved to Pacifica for like a couple months. We moved in with my aunt oh. when like my parents were getting a divorce or whatever. So like they sold the house and then we like kind of moved around for a minute. Moved to Pacifica. I went to school there for a little bit and then. I think I was six at that time, and then we moved to Grass Valley, California. We moved to Lake of the Pines, California. Lake of the Pines. Yeah. What generation San Francisco are you? On my mom's side, I'm sixth generation. Oh, cool. So my daughter was born, Halen. She was born in the same hospital. So oh. she's seventh generation San Francisco. Nice. <laughs> wow. What was your first board? My first board was an action sports kamikaze. Yeah. Sick. My dad bought it for me for my birthday, my 12th birthday. 12 years old. And that 12 was old. in Lake of the Pines? 
My dad always lived in the city here. But where were you living? I was living in Lake Lapine. So I came down to visit my dad and he gave me a skateboard. Nice. But he told me I couldn't bring it home with me. I had to leave it at his house. So I got that board for my birthday and then didn't really get to skate it unless I came down to visit him. When did you kind of like really get the bug of skateboarding? I think that next summer. So my birthday's in December. So that next summer I came down and visited for a couple weeks. And that, this must have been 1988, I think. And the wheels, you know, I, I was friends with John at the time and he kind of got more into skateboarding, I guess, at that point because we were riding BMX bikes all the time. Yeah. And so he knew what, like, parts and stuff to get for skateboards. I didn't really know anything about skateboarding. And uh, I think he was like, dude, get some new wheels or something, you know, like, just put new wheels on the board. And so then I put, uh, I went to, uh, what's that shop on Hate Street? Skates on Hate. Uh-huh. I went to Skates on Hate and got some OJ2s and put them on my board. And then, uh, and I bought some Rector gloves. <laughs> <laughs> layback slides I was like thinking I was gonna learn how to slide like instantly uh -huh. I think it took me like another year or two to learn how to do a forward power slide right or I guess a front side power slide hands down no I, I never I didn't learn the hands down technique for years after that oh it's, I was a slow learner oh Should the be. gloves were just to protect your hands yeah I was just like oh they're sick I'm gonna get gloves and I'm gonna be hella tight we used to do the one where you get the gloves and then you put the duct tape on them and then like like layback slides down big hills. Dude, that's it's like it's not easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, John taught me that technique, and it took me a long time to like really figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. I prefer standing up and sliding. Yeah. Now yeah. I do for sure. I I used to be really good at the layback one, and then I didn't do it for years. And I tried it like maybe a few years ago, and I was like, what? It was like I've never done it in my life. It's really hard. I think it's kind of like doing a like a frontside invert or something, doing the the forward hand down, doing a frontside four wheel slide. Like I've never really gotten that one. I've only done the backside ones, uh -huh. um, just because it's easier to like face the ground or whatever. But I don't think I have the stomach muscles or my hips or something don't work well enough to do the do the one where your forward hands down and your frontside slide. Oh like, yeah, no. And you're grabbing like frontside. No, like, no, that no. one's hard. I it's, never did that one. Oh no, that's the one I did. That's grabbing the one you front did. side. Yeah, grabbing yeah, front yeah. side. Like I, I never did the back side. I couldn't do the front side one. Huh. Maybe we can make a video. You do the front side once and I'll do the back side once and then we'll look like we're ripping. Dude, we got to go to <laughs> San Carlos, the city that I grew up in, because there's big hills and I used to do this one in two slides. It's a whole drive. It goes from El Camino to the top. Actually, my dad lives at the top of that hill now, but... We used to go there and we'd have a contest like between our friends to be like, okay, how many slides is it going to take you to get the bomb? Like, oh, he did it in five. Fuck, he did it in four. Schmidt, did it in two. And it was kind of like insane that I did it in two. Like I look at that right now and I'm like, I can't even believe that I did that. So that was like the claim to fame? Like everyone in that town was, was my like, claim Schmitty's to fame. the gnarliest. Yeah. Okay, well, the, I have a question for you then. What uh -huh. was your first board? Well, actually... It's a trick question because my first board was this plastic one that my mom still has. And it has my name and the date on the bottom. Um, like yeah, the date you got it? I think, yeah, I think it's called a Wave Rider or something like that. My first skateboard, like legit, was a Mike McGill. And it's always been hard to say that. 
Um, Solid. Why? You know, I'm not a Mike McGill fan at all. It wasn't a Caballero or a Tony Hawk. Or you were you're bummed. Well, the story is is that me and two friends learned started skating all on the same day, basically, and we we're like, we're gonna go to um, go skate in San Mateo and buy skateboards today. So the three of us went. And at, that, skate. And at that time, it was fucking. Yeah, Bones Brigade was the shit. So we went into the shop, long story long. We're getting fucking PAL boards. And one guy got the Tony Hawk. The other guy got Cavalero. And I got the Mike McGill. There was no Tommy Guerrero at that time. And I think Lance's board probably wasn't in there. Or but, it sold out, of course. Or we just picked them by the graphic because I the McGill board was kind of a cool rocket ship graphic. Ooh, that one, yeah. That but I was like later in life, I was like, I want to say something cool, like you know. But so didn't yeah, he, didn't he also have the one with the snake that wrapped around and like went through the teeth? Too? That was later. That's, that's what I thought the one yeah. you were talking about. Mm-mm. I don't want people to figure out how old I am. Oh, okay. Because I'm only 25, but. This was you just it. told him, dude. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Damn anyway, it. we're blowing Schmitty's secrets here on uh, <clears throat> talking Schmidt. You know, I feel really cozy here. You made me some tea. I'm oh like, yeah, throat coat. I, I love throat coat, and um, I like what you've done with the place, man. Yeah. You got your record collection for the for all of you that don't see. He's got a lot of good art on the walls too. Oh man. Well, I. I kind of have another question, if that's okay. Oh, damn. If, if that's cool. Sure. I don't know. I mean, a lot of listeners probably don't know a lot about you. I mean, <laughs> even the ones that do probably know a lot might not know some of this stuff. But we're, So you were in a band called Dirty and the Donuts? Yep, that's correct. Were you dirty or were you the donut? I definitely was not dirty. But um, the band started because we were just getting into music and we all had instruments and we had a um, house with no neighbors so we could play music at any time of the day and uh, so we started jamming together and things started happening I was like oh shit we got a song oh shit this is how you do it okay we got some songs I guess we're a band what do we name the band and it turned into this thing where it was like we're all losers we're all zeros so that was like a donuts meant kind of like we suck basically it's like okay to admit that i'm not the best but i still want to do this you know and it was kind of in that vein that we were like okay we'll be the donuts and it'll be wacky and whatever <clears throat> but there was this guy in the band that kind of took life in our perspective a little more serious than we did and he was dirty that was his nickname was dirty and we called him dirt so then the guys were like it'll be dirty in the donuts because we, dirty's not a donut we're the donuts right so and that's one the of our, singer no well i was the singer i played drums and sang oh, i don't remember that part yeah i thought there was a singer a matter of fact we'll go to a dirty in the donut song right now this is dirty in the donuts in Spanish, singing Que Onda Way.
That was crazy, right? So that whole song's in Spanish. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know you were so fluent. Yeah, I used to work at a restaurant, so like I worked with Mexicans and Guatemalans, and they we'd go out to the bars afterwards in, in Redwood City, and we'd just only go to the bars that were Mexican. Like, everyone spoke Spanish, so you had and the to, kitchen you had spoke to catch Spanish. Up. Yeah. And so I was just like... That's the way to do it, immersion. Just immerse yourself in it. And it was, actually. I, I took French for two years, and I never came close to how much Spanish I learned working with these guys. Cool. Okay, well, thanks but, for that. Uh, when do you think that you and I met? I think I remember exactly when we met. So I moved to Lake Lapines in 81, moved back down here in 91, didn't really know anybody, but I was friends with this guy up, up there named John Hensley, and he was friends with some people down here, like Phil Shaw and some other people. And so he gave me Phil's number, and I basically just cold called Phil, and I'm like, Hey man, uh, I'm friends with your friend up there, and like I don't have anyone to skate with, and because he had a ramp in his backyard. I don't think he didn't have a ramp, but anyways, I went down and stayed with him. Like, dude, that's how awesome the dude was. I was just some random kid that like hit him up, and he was like, "Yeah, come down and stay the night, and let's skate," you know. And then uh, it was a trip, man. I got to see that dude in his element, like at his house you know I was like 16 and he was uh like maybe 17 but he was like already such an adult like so grown up like he was helping his mom take care of the younger kids and he had a job and he was going to college like he was already out of high school going to college at like 17 and uh I think that just blew me away I was just like wow this dude's on it and then we went skating and I was like and this dude's super good like wow like just trying to keep up you know and dude was just super nice to me and then we went and like skated somewhere i feel like we skated some parking lot or something where they were building and then we like there was a bunch of like stuff we were just building stuff like putting pieces of plywood up and finding little things to grind or whatever and i think you might have showed up there but i can't recall but i think another time i came down because <clears throat> then i came down a couple times after that and i remember we went to a ramp that Fedge was there, and I think you were there too. That was probably in Redwood City. In Redwood City. Yeah, that was kind like of the near first downtown crib ramp. Yeah. Somewhere. Did it have a bunch of different extensions? There was one, like, I think a tombstone like, extension yeah. in the middle or something. Yeah. And I remember Fedge that was killing it. Right. Um, I don't know if, I mean, yeah, he was just funny. That's a ramp that Phil, all, uh, he did a blindside all to fakie over me doing a layback grind. I think you talked about this in the Tim episode, possibly. Oh, maybe. I think I remember hearing you say that. Yeah. Um, um, I've been listening, Schmitty. I'm on oh. it, dude. I've been listening to all the episodes. How am I doing? I know doing? everything you said. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I don't know if I remember everything. How are we verbatim, doing? But, dude, you're doing good, man. I can't believe that, you know, you, you've done so many now. Like, you've done 10, or, I mean, we're doing number 10 now. Yeah. But, you know, I heard that there was there was some non-believers out there <laughs> yeah. that thought you weren't going to make it past two. So, like, I'm surprised, like, too, I guess, you know. I'm proud of you, too, but I know this is something that's, like, right up your alley. So, this is kind of, it makes sense, man. Do you have a favorite out of the, the nine you've heard? I don't know. I mean, the one that I just listened to today was Big Hungries on my drive over because I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts and stuff. And that one was really cool, man. I don't, I've never met that dude in, like just to hear him talk about how he picked up skateboarding kind of a little bit later and like 
Yeah. I've had friends like that too. And it's, it's so rad to like, there's like a weird acceptance that you have, you get in skateboarding at some point, you know, he kind of like sort of talked about that, like being sort of like accepted in like with these dudes, you know, like it's right. It's pretty cool, man. That one was really cool. Cause he, he's connected to skateboarding, but he, he's a rapper, like a musician. So it was the first one where he could be like, Hey, listen to one of my songs. Yeah. And I liked that a lot. I mean, that one was good. I mean, they've all been good, to be honest. Trying to keep an eclectic uh, list of guests. You are, you're nailing it, dude. Yeah. You're all across the board so far. It's really, um, if I think about like our friendship from like 10 years ago, and if I would have thought like who you would have interviewed, like in your first top 10, it it would have been, I would have thought it would have been more like inner circle type stuff, which is so cool that you're just breaking out. It's hard to ask people questions that you know all the answers to. You know, this one's a little challenging, I think, for me, because it's like, I kind of know, but I want you to talk about it. Right. Um, whereas other people, I'm like, I don't know. So this is rad. Like, hey, what was your, whoa, how'd that, mm, you know, whatever. But one well, thing I don't know, okay. leading into my next question is, how did you get sponsored? I guess I kind of got sponsored snowboarding first. I had like some people would give me stuff for snowboarding. Mm-hmm. But then I, when I moved down here, I just kind of quit snowboarding because I didn't really have a way up there. And I didn't really like figure out how to like get a job that paid enough to like buy a car and pay for the gas and the lift tickets and everything, you know, from San Francisco to go to the mountains. That's like kind of insane. Right. And to think I'm going to like do a, some kind of, career out of that it was just like i kind of knew it wasn't going to happen so i just basically just kept skateboarding and went to school i mean i guess you know all my friends were sponsored like those guys started adrenaline like chris and hansi and then and then they all kind of moved down here so then i started skating with them huh and then did the toad wheels on spitfire was that before adrenaline yeah, that was before Adrenaline. So was that kind of the first thing? Like John made some Spitfire <laughs> wheels and put Toad on them, right? Yeah, I did get two sets of those, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Ruben sent me a box. I think John gave me his number. He's like, call this dude, he's going to send you some wheels. I was like, okay, sick. Called him up, and then like he's like, yeah, give me your address, blah, blah, blah. Sent me a box, you know, there was like stickers and shit and like beanies and two sets of wheels. I was fucking hyped, you know? I think that was the first time I ever got actually anything sent to me. Yeah. I was just like, wow, this is cool. And like, wow, okay. John, like, this is rad, you know? Sick. Like, the first time I saw it, I was at Safeway Curb skating. Julian rolls up. He's like, dude, I'm riding your wheel. And I was like, what <laughs> the f- What are you talking about? He's like, look. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I think I went home that night and called John. I'm like, dude, what's going on? Like, What's wow. this? He's like, oh, it's just something we did with Spitfire. Like, That's you know, whatever. That's pretty legendary. Like, John gets a wheel and then Julian's the first one that you see it. At Safeway Curb? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty. I guess looking back at it, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I still have, so Ruben wrote a note because Ruben was the person I called to send the package. And right. Ruben wrote a little note saying like, oh, I guess since your name's on it, you should have some of these wheels. You know, like kind of funny little note. And I sure. still have the note. I don't know why I kept it, but. Well, shout out to Ruben because the 28th, which is, yeah, 20 years that Ruben died. Um, fuck cancer. February 28th. And yeah, fuck cancer for sure. Ruben was the fucking best. Ask anyone that knew him and they'll tell you nothing less. So after that, you moved to SF and then. So yeah, I was in your SF. Your friend started. Yeah, those guys were doing adrenaline, and I would go skate with them 
a lot, you know. And who then started it? Jaya Bondarov and Chris Sen. Okay. Through uh, Street Corner. Right. Like which was Think and some other brands. Yeah. Um, who were the Who was the original guys that they started? It was it just those two, or it was, was those two? And? Yeah, and then they each picked an am. Huh. So Justin Strubing was Jaya's am, and Hansi Driscoll was Chris Sen's am. Oh, okay. And then it just kind of started from there. And then I think maybe the next writer might have been Matt Reason. Um, and then right. Roger Seliner, I think, was on there. And Minor in Manzuri or no? That was a little later. So okay. then Manzuri, I think he might have kind of got on around the same time I got on, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened was one day we were skating over like in the Sunset District somewhere. Bryce was out filming for the Thrasher videos or whatever. And... I just did like a board slid this thing that no one had done before or whatever. Did a bunch of other tricks or whatever. And yeah, it was the opening trick in a Thrasher video. Mm. I don't remember which one, but, um, and I think after that day, those dudes were like, I think they said you're on, you know? Oh, cool. I don't know if they even asked me if I wanted to be on. I think I was probably already riding an <laughs> adrenaline board at the time and I definitely wanted to be on. So yeah, no choice. They, they were just like, you're on. I was like, sick, like stoked, you know? Yeah. Rad. And then it like, kind of lit a little bit of a fire there I mean, i was still going to school and working and stuff but for sure and then it left street corner and kind of like you guys did it in, like DIY yeah, that was style? a bummer i don't really know the detail you know i was a low on the totem pole person so i don't really know i wasn't in any meetings or anything like that but yeah shortly thereafter it was that it left <clears throat> street corner it's tough man for sure when you're that age and you you don't know how the industry works Right. You probably are like, fuck this. These guys are working us over. Not realizing like, dude, look all the shit you got to pay for and how, you know, how little money actually comes back, you know, and Mm -hmm. it usually just goes right back to buy more product and all that stuff. Right. Back then it was probably like, yeah, fucking I'm with these guys, you know, whatever, whatever they say. Like, I'm guessing they know better than anything. You know, Jaya tried to make it work with a few different people all by the names of greg somehow crazy which was weird <laughs> um because it was like greg carroll and then not me though greg witt and then greg chapman and then greg smith you want to start adrenaline skateboards uh, i was like nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no um i mean all those all those gregs actually rule um yeah they've always been super nice to me and um yeah switching gears you uh, dabbled in the uh, TV media world with a show called Barn Dog and Damien. Oh, yeah. How did that all go down? Uh, I remember we used to go to um, Delirium. I think it was Delirium at that time because nobody had... It wasn't had the, the Albion? It might have been the Albion, <laughs> but it, it was the same place. But nobody had the cable channel that it was on, so we would have premieres at the bar. So, Justin Strubing. He's the best dude ever. And he's so much fun to hang out with and be around. And for years, like in the 90s, like Halloween's his jam, you know? And I used to not really be into Halloween or into dressing up, but somehow after hanging out with multiple Halloweens with Strubing, I just got the bug and was like, yeah, this is fun, you know? So it all just kind of culminated from dressing up for Halloween. Started conceptualizing ideas of like comedy skits or whatever. Yeah. One year for Halloween, Justin and I had like corroborated our like Halloween costumes, and we were just like old school '80s dudes on skateboards. For whatever reason, I went to Reno without Justin the day before Halloween, and went 
with like Rob Collinson and like a low card crew or something for Halloween and met up with like a bunch of people up there like Buznitz and Volucci were coming through town and uh, Laban and Ted Newsom, Laban yeah. Fidias were up there too for something. I don't know. I started talking to them and I was in costume and they were doing some show for Fuel TV where Fuel. They, they actually needed content. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, dude, this would be funny. Like with Justin and I, are, we've been doing like we could probably come up with some, you know, like like 10 one minute skits, I bet. Like because we've been doing this, right. this costume idea for a while now. And then I came back, you know, after talking to those guys, they were they they sounded down like they were really interested. So I just came back to Justin and was like, hey, dude, we should do this thing. It might be fun. Yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then Justin and I would just go to the coffee shop and write stuff out and not just for that, but we'd like to do other things too. And you know. I don't think they're on YouTube. I hope not. I tried to look for them. I couldn't find any. Right, so uh, Laban, wherever you are, mm-hmm. let's get some links. Nope. He knows better. <laughs> True or false, the TV show The Electric Company inspired you when naming your electric business. <laughs> electricity, electricity. Ah, uh, no, that's false. <laughs> How did that go down? You're eclectic electric. I don't know, dude. Really? To be honest, it just like came to me. I was just like, oh, this will be good. It's like a tongue twister and it, it uh-huh. rhymes. And yeah. Yeah. I think people either love it or hate it. And I think most of the clients that I get like it. Sure. Um, what What's the um, job you're most proud of that you've done? That one I used to do, when I worked with my brother, we used to do a lot of like, uh, we did a lot of stuff for Pyramid Brewery. Okay. And we'd reconfigure the bottling line. Mm-hmm. And that was like pretty cool stuff to do. Pretty much a lot of jobs I did with my brother were really cool. Um, he worked in like industrial mostly. So I, I like the way that the sight glass on 7th Street looks. Right. really like the interior, the way it all looks in there. I mean, I don't know if I'm like most proud of my like of my work or just like the aesthetic that was built in there. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I just brought power to everything. I mean, I guess I helped assist with like the light fixtures they built there. Cause the guy across the street actually built all the light fixtures and I had to like talk with them on like how to wire things up and help them, you know, there's like this crazy light out in the very front of it that looks like kind of like a pterodactyl or something. Yeah. Um, it looks like a spine. I mean, I helped with, wiring that and hanging it and getting it hooked up to a switch you know so like i think that one pretty pretty psyched on the way that one came out right i like that one that's like uh right by trick dog oh yeah that one's cool too yeah, yeah. and then outside lands oh yeah, yeah. outer right. lands outer lands yeah, yeah that place is amazing those are my top three <coughs> those are your top three okay, <laughs> yeah thanks Mini. cool well the phone lines are lighting up would you be down to take a couple calls uh who is it <laughs> We'll have to see. Yeah. No, for sure. Let's do this. <clears throat> All right. Bring it on. Let's go to line one. Hi, guys. Alyssa here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. So, just wondering, if you tickle a wave, does it tickle back? <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't only tickle, it'll slap you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know that, too. Um, you know, I kind of had a stigma about surfing before I started that, like, it's like so easy or whatever like you you land in water and it like doesn't hurt but man you can get whooped up (laughs) real good absolutely it's no joke um i think i don't know if you were to look up the statistics probably more people die surfing than die skateboarding in a year i would imagine 
just because there's so many different ways to like knock yourself out and then you're in the water if you're knocked out in the water like mm -hmm. you can't do anything to get yourself to breathe again you know someone's got to help you i mean there is that feeling that's so rad when you're going down the wave and you just put a couple fingers in the water oh man it just there's something that feels really good about that Dude. and um i was lucky enough to like find Alyssa at the beach like right around the same time she was starting to surf i was starting to surf and like a few other skate homies out there too like we all started around the same time and now we can all like stand up on waves and cruise down the line and it's like it's really rad so jealous <clears throat> i'm stoked to surf with Alyssa. i know man i'm sorry about your shoulder i tried <laughs> <laughs> uh did did that lead into nar hunters were you a part of like kind of like the whole uh origin story there i don't know i mean i think her and frank and maybe paul marshall and like some people were kind of like had already kind of started it and maybe I just kind of like was around and caught the buzz and was just genuinely trying to hype it up because mm -hmm. we kind of just started Blood Wizard and like I think I was just like you should start something too, do it you know yeah. I think I just was a motivational speaker if anything and I'm proud of her yeah dude she's if the best if she uh, ever comes on um I'll have to ask her about that stuff. Dude, See, and first time caller too. Wow. That's yeah, I'm And long time listener is suspect. We're just gonna <laughs> say that. But at uh, least a couple months, right? Well I asked her if she wanted to come on and she said, How many are you planning to do? And I said fifty two and she's like, Okay, I'll be number fifty two. She did the same <laughs> thing I did. <laughs> we got another caller. Um, line two. Hey Tob, what up, man? John uh Car Cardiel here. Just uh chiming in. Yo, man, so, you know, when you were snowboarding a whole bunch and you started to go up to the mountains and you were, uh, you know, you know, putting a lot of time and effort of your life into, you know, getting sponsors and, and really hooking it up and, you know, doing good in contests, you know, what made you change your mind and, and what made you, you know, not go that direction in the snowboard world and what made you switch it up? I was just curious, man. Just, uh, I know you were really into it and, and you were doing really good, so I was just wondering... All right, man. Well, much love, you guys, and big up, Schmitty. Late. Thanks, John. Yeah, John. Uh, fuck, that's a heavy question, man, because it was kind of, it was like sad. I So basically what happened was there was a recession in 91, and we lost our house in Lake of the Pines. And my mom was from the city, so she was like, naturally, like, this is where her family is, too. Like, so we're moving back here. Um, and I was like, I think my junior year of high school, like the, right in the beginning of my junior year of high school. So it was a tough, it was like really tough for me because it was like just about to be winter, you know, and I was like looking forward to snowboarding that year. And then it just kind of like, I had, I didn't really have anywhere to go. I mean, people, I think even John offered like, could stay at my house, but like, I didn't have money. Like, I was just like, I can't do that. You know, I'm not going to just like sponge off my friends. You know, it was just like, I got to just go do this, you know? And in some senses, I was looking forward to it because I loved to skateboard, you know. So I was, like, hyped to move to the city. But it was kind of, like, out of my hands at that point. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't really know a realistic way to uh, <clears throat> try to make it happen. I mean, I, I never really lost the fire for it, you know. And I always wanted to still do it. And, like, through those years, like, John would give me a board here and there because he would get, like, tons of new snowboards all the time you know yeah and he'd be like he'd like hook one up for me i'd be like fucking hey dude like this rules 
and like sometimes i'd go up there and hang out with him and go ride and then like i remember breaking a bunch of the boards somehow i think they were just like made maybe they were lamar boards or something they were made yeah. really shitty i think i thought i was like still ripping so i was like i'm breaking boards like this is sick <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean i would see people at that point it had like it, it was like going light years ahead at that point and i remember like going up there and just being like wow like people were just doing shit that i was like fuck man if i would have like stayed on this path maybe i would have been doing that but maybe i wouldn't have like survived either because mm-hmm. i would kind of make some stupid mi- decisions you know like mm-hmm. just jumping off big cliffs and stuff and not really looking at landings sometimes before i'd go Whoa. <clears throat> and um so it's probably better that i didn't yeah. pursue that route um in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um it's funny because I've kind of been talking about it often with my wife and stuff too because she, she's a really good snowboarder. and um, Yeah, would you guys have met earlier? <laughs> we might have met earlier. Yeah. It might, like, she might have been like, you're lame. I would never date this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, maybe that. it wouldn't have worked. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it would have worked and we would have been living happily ever after ever since then. But Yeah, maybe um, you have four kids now instead of two. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, that wouldn't have been such a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah it's pretty cool having kids it was heartbreaking at the time and i just couldn't do it I, there was i wasn't able to do it and at that time was that when john was really into snowboarding yeah he was definitely probably already making money at it that's the other thing is i'm like comparing myself to john i'll be like go ride with john and you're like you got to be that good to, to really do this you know and it's like okay yeah i should probably just go to school you know (laughs) yeah having amazing friends is very humbling it is (laughs) what sucks about it too is like you might be pretty good and then it's humbling and then it also might stop you from doing it you know or you could still be pretty good you know i I don't know true yeah that's crazy and i you know back then i didn't realize the legend of what john was going to become or like chris or anyone so you didn't realize what you were like kind of comparing your bros you know you kind of compare yourselves with your bros back then and you i wasn't it's not that wasn't a fair marker (laughs) you know for for the standards back then right um and what we didn't know any different it was like this is it like yeah you gotta be that good or like or nothing right both those guys are skater of the year yeah both those guys got (laughs) soda and you're like well we got a high uh, mark yeah it was and dude that's crazy because like so many kids the, they pushed the envelope for so many kids in our area. A lot of kids were really good, you know, in that area that never really made it that big. Right. Skateboarding or snowboarding or, I mean, there was a lot of pro snowboarders that came out of the area that did just fine. But, like, there were so many great skateboarders that came out of that area at the time. I'm guessing just because they pushed us to huh. that level, you know. Let's go fucking chili bowling. Let's do it, dude. Let's, Let's dig in. Let's eat some chili. Bowl. Jeez, dude, I've probably eaten so many different kinds of chili. What year was the first one? That's a good question. I actually don't know the answer to that. I don't. Maybe 05? 05 at Crocker? Yeah, somewhere around there. Crocker, Amazon. So what happened? You're living at Shotwell. You're sitting there fucking drinking, and you're hungover, and all of a sudden, Salmon comes in with a bowl of chili, and you guys are eating chili, and you're like, dude, what if... Uh, it was something like that. I don't think we were even hung over. I think we were like probably not even had a beer or anything. I, I remember it being daytime and we were sitting in the living room. I might have came home from work and we would skate Crocker a lot because I was the only parked to skate. You right. Know? And like that's 
where I kind of learned how to skate round wall stuff was skating Crocker. At that time, there were no contests in the city. Uh-huh. And Emil had thrown a few contests. Like He used to throw a lot of contests back in the day in Grass Valley Yep. and be the announcer. We were like, fuck, there's no contest. There's never been a contest at Crocker. Like We should throw one, you know? Like We should throw a contest. Like, like, cause we were thinking about like how Thrasher used to throw the back to the city contest and like, then they would have the Wallenberg contest every once in a while or whatever. And we're like, but there's nothing consistent. Like we should do something. It was like kind of every year somehow. So like we, I think we started it with the intention to do it like every year. An annual, right. Like an annual thing just to like have something for the kids or, you know, for, right. For Crocker basically. Like, yeah, it was, I mean, the locals there, all the kids were getting really good at that point. Um, Definitely. So it was just like, yeah, these kids could kill it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like Sean and Jordan and Moochie and those guys, they were like, I feel like I saw Jordan drop in for the first time, you know? Like, I got to see these kids, like, really progress. I would skate there at least, like, twice a week. I wasn't, like, I wasn't an everyday like those kids were, but I would right. definitely love skating there. I loved skating there with them and, like, love trying to talk to them about, you know, whatever. But their crew was, like, deep. Like, it started to grow, too, at one point. I remember just being like, whoa. Like, these guys are gnarly now, you know, like... I always tripped out that the gut didn't enter any of them, did he? No, I think he entered the first one. Did he win the first one and then he just retired? Yeah, I think he won the first <laughs> one. Oh, that I think sense. he did win the first I don't, one. I think the first one's the only one I wasn't at. And yeah. then he just didn't want to be the local hero. Yeah, and like, for whatever reason, like, Big everyone's all... to you, gut. Yeah, yeah bad. Sean my killed bad. it. He definitely killed it. And I think for whatever reason, like emil's like you got to enter to me and i'm like i can't enter we can't i can't enter my own contest whatever and they're like well there's an empty space in this heat you got to enter i'm like fuck all right whatever i'll just cruise around cruised around and then somehow they're like you're in the finals i'm like dude i can't be in the finals and then like i remember jake's coming up to me and be like what the fuck dude you're in your own contest like what are you and i'm like dude i don't i'm like i this is lame i'm like (laughs) i was just like i don't know so i basically the finals i just kind of threw my i'm like yeah i'm just gonna try one trick or something you know i was just like i'm gonna cruise not even try to like this is fucking awkward we used to talk about astorga and sasha like next up me (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i entered some contests where aaron was announcing and was in the contest yeah those are so weird yeah that's funny yeah i never did that again (laughs) no but yeah i think sean won and then i don't remember who won the chili that year i think nargi got second i think nargamel got second west cooper rest in peace buddy oh yeah Uh, how many friends have died jesus christ yeah jesus christ i just saw that sean samford who i've become more friends with in the last couple years i didn't realize this he got third place he has a third place chili at i I don't know which one but he think he i was sick i was like yeah it might have been texas no way i don't know if he made chili out there or not but he went to that one i think so whoa i didn't even know him back then i I was there i think he was there how cool i can't remember now yeah i'm positive he was there do you have a favorite one was that one of your dude that one was rad that That uh, one you know what was so rad about texas was like no one i just felt like everyone was there to like be there for the skate contest and like people were genuinely into skateboarding yep and people were there to help everyone was there to help out and like that one dude like people built like a huge shade structure and like right people were there to help and it was like you know we're coming into their town from the fucking west coast san francisco like (laughs) fucking bunch of 
yahoos from the city just like coming into their town yeah and like they were so welcoming and so cool about everything like you know you don't know if you're gonna just like get beat up you know you don't know what you're doing like Gordon Eckler almost passed out Dude, from heat was, exhaustion. It was so hot, man. It was like 106 Fucking degrees or something. Shirts off party in the bar. Like yeah. we all got up on the pool oh, right. table dancing, shirts off. Fucking, we were lit. Hustle Jamie there, just fucking hammered. <laughs> uh, the other one was um, one of the guys that entered the chili contest, like the chili portion, was like a pro. Oh, that's like, right. Like he was like sponsored. He he went to all the contests and we we're like, oh shit, this guy's like legit. Dude, yeah, and then he won, of course. Yeah, yeah. he had he to. Gnarly. We were scared. He was like <laughs> basically telling me I was doing it wrong and stuff yeah. too. He's like, you don't have like separate regulations. Yeah, he was like telling me like, <laughs> You gotta have your your traditional reds and your chili yeah. verdes, and you get, you can't have them all in one contest. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, if I mean, we're lucky if we get a chili verde. Like, really? Then it's gonna be by itself, and like, and the, like a vegetarian's got to be in its own. And I'm like, right. no, dude, it's all in the same. We just throw it into one pot and go for it, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's how the original contest skate contest was too. It was just like open contest, pros, amps, little kids, whatever you want, get in there, go for it. Yeah. You know. It wasn't until, like, I think the third Chili Bowl, maybe it was the second, like, ten girls showed up. Right. They're like, we're entering. And I'm like, you guys are going to enter the contest then? And they're like, no, we want our own separate thing. And I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. I mean, we've never done this before, but okay, sure. Girls contest. Was that at Petrero? No, that was at Crocker. There was girls at Crocker? There was girls at Crocker. It was like ten... I think 10 girls the first time it was, I was just like, Whoa, that rules. we didn't even think about that ever happening. I mean, I, in hindsight, we probably should have just ran them with the boys too. At the same time, just been like, Hey, you guys just, this is how our contest runs. It's an open contest, you know? Yeah. But, but I think they just wanted a separate one. It was like, okay, fine. That's, that's cool. If Caballero needs his own division, then fucking the girls should get theirs too. Is that how the masters came about? I think so. Like oh, they wow. didn't want to skate in that jam cause they were, a little more timid like this is too hectic let us have you know our over whatever 40 or division or whatever for sure man that's what i love about skateboarding too is like if you get hurt usually it's because of your own decision that you made that failed right unless you're skating in the street and you know whatever there's a lot of things that could happen like with cars or whatever right. or at a skate park if you hit someone but for the most part it's like your decision and that's i mean those contests where we do the open jam like that it's not my favorite you know just because it's really scary and i was always just really scared like slams in those yeah i was always really yeah those made me nervous for sure definitely um i got just because it's like my name on the you know on the permit it's just like dude i got that footage of lizzie and alicia just landing on top of each other dude i know i was like and what's weird is like i saw i didn't even see that happen that day because i think i was dealing with someone broke their leg on the street course or something oh that's right and like i was dealing with that and then when i saw that on the footage i was like she wasn't wearing a helmet either like oh man she's usually always wearing a helmet and stuff and like i was just like dude like if i yeah i think that was the last contest we did I was just like so over it after that. I was like, dude, too many, like carrying someone, like I was holding the dude's leg, the two pieces. Fuck. And it was just like, dude, I'm just done with this. this and is there was not like fun. some stupid fight too, right? 
the last three years in a row there was like stupid fights and it's like yeah. we, you guys aren't watching the skateboarding then obviously like what are you doing here and then the city raised the <clears throat> permit price no the city just told us we can't do it again oh. like they were just like yep no more you're done so that and was... i got a fine I, I got fined by the ranger and stuff and like uh, yeah i don't know yeah. i'm sure people could have sued me i don't know it, uh-huh. like i was just like yeah i'm done with this this is not like we started it for fun you know and it was just like this fun thing and like it never made any money i never got any money from it and i ended up spending a lot of time doing it especially towards the, the last ones because it was a lot bigger of a monster to like deal with yep either like emil and i needed to start a business to like really make it work where there where we're protected you know like a a corporation because it was just like a there wasn't even a business it was just like we're just doing this thing and like whatever money we got from sponsors was going right back out to the the you know the cash prizes and right um paid for the permits you know fuck i think after i think permits were like 3500 bucks and that was cheap because mm-hmm. we were also um aligned with a non-profit the poseidon foundation oh uh, michaela she was like super amazing and super helpful and everything and like that basically cut, it would have been like a six thousand dollar permit mm-hmm. um which like it was funny because the first crocker one was like 50 bucks or something or like 100 bucks Damn. and then it just like they i think the city thought we were making money from it so they were like oh you're making money you got this is how much you have to pay and we're like fuck we're not making money like this is what we got to get like uh and then i think that's when like i relied heavily on like you guys and thrasher and stuff to like hey can you help us get some support here like Right. The city is trying to charge this much and like just to throw the event and like I don't know you and like Tony were like super helpful in like finding people to help support the event. It was always cool. It was so rad to see people like actually go distances to get to them. Like it wasn't it, it was kind of started maybe locally, but instantly there was a good vibe and people from a lot of areas came to it and it was kind of a sick gathering which San Francisco hadn't had since like the back to the city contest and san francisco is you know for us it's always been the mecca of skateboarding but like it was truly for everyone the mecca of skateboarding for years you can say what you want now but for us we just wanted to have that like hey come to our city and let's enjoy skateboarding together yeah it was definitely a fun time but i remember even that last one we did just like the after party that night i was just like this sucks man i just like homie broke his leg a homegirl broke her ankle like i was just like this is this sucks like i you know i just i kind of felt like shit afterwards it was like i've almost felt like it was like because we threw this contest these people got hurt and it's just like lame well i know a lot of people always hit me up and they're like fuck i love the chili but what happened why isn't it anymore and stuff and so i think the legacy is good i heard tony Vitello tried to have a contest there or he was talking about it and you talked to the city oh. someone had told me this and that they had said that because of the chili bowl that they couldn't do it oh. Wow, okay. and i was like oh man like that right. sucks you um, guys took it to seattle in austin right right yeah and and that's it that's it okay yeah, yeah i mean it could go southern california somewhere like maybe oceanside or something man montana yeah fucking dylan or something dude that's my favorite yeah man. that's track. right i skated there with you huh yeah that's right the little figure eight like tyco track that thing was just insane dude 
Big ups to Grindline for that one. Dude, Hubbard, Ooh. man. We went there and Hubbard was finishing it. Remember yeah. we carried some of the blocks with them? We put them all out there. He's like, you guys sick. are going to work. You're going to skate? We're like, fuck it. We got this. Yeah. I shot time lapses of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Should I talk to Evil Knievel on the phone? <laughs> oh, my God. That was amazing, dude. <laughs> I think he talked his ear off. It was, dude, yeah, that I was think like, Evil hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> that was right before he, I think Evil Knievel passed away, too. Chet got lucky. I was like, give me the phone. I want to talk to him. For real. <laughs> oh, that was awesome, dude. Rest in peace, Mark Hubbard, man. Definitely. I think that's my favorite skate park I've ever skated was that park. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's yeah. one of my, like, that Definitely I can think Montana of. Definitely Montana parks were rad. That was a sick uh, whitefish I liked a lot, too. Yeah, whitefish was sick. But, I, you know, some of those, like, whitefish, they're just so big that, like, I get lost. Right. But that one, it was just like. It, it's like here it is it's right there it's a yeah. figure eight over under it's just like you could race this thing you could have races here we should go back there I'm it down. would be cool to have races time trials like surprise anti-hero never did that with their time trial thing oh yeah that'd maybe. be a good one to do like robbie russo versus trio like Shoot. fuck those guys would have added on that one yeah maybe they did and we we're just like not remembering there's so much content out there these Absolutely. days it's hard to remember it all but well um let's take a little uh break and get a word from our sponsors Bounce chicken, wow, wow. <laughs> it's your boy, Big Hungry, and you're chilling with me, yeah, and the boy, fucking Schmidt Sticks. <laughs> it's your boy, Big Hungry, and you're chilling on talking Schmitz with Schmitz, and we talking shit. Watch your bitch. Check out lowcardmag.com. Leave in the comments. Magnethead sent me, and I'll throw you in some free stuff. <laughs> All right, well, we are back at the Schmidt Talk, talking Schmidt. No, actually. um, That sounded a little bit like the Nine Club. Well, I was just at the Nine Club, actually. You were. This is Tuesday, and if you don't know what the Nine Club is, it's a pretty big deal, podcast-wise. Almost as big as talking Schmidt. Well, we're going to say it's a little bit bigger. (laughs) They have a video um, component to their madness. But Jason, Jesse, and I went to the Nine Club last weekend, and he got to be on there, and it just came out yesterday. For those of you who are under a rock and haven't seen it or listened to it, I really suggest you tune in and and listen to my bro, Jason, Jesse, be very vulnerable and talk about some very serious things all I can say is Jason is a good friend of mine, and I love him, and I know who he is. And for haters out there, fuck all y'all, because you don't know him. And if you're all screaming for change, this guy's changed, and we should appreciate that. 
Hard luck wheels. Oh, wait, hard it's bearings. Luck. I was on the original hard luck team. We can get you back on. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, kn- I, I know people. I'm, I'm down, dude. <laughs> I'm down. I love the wheels. Um, my boy Shane Scafoni hooked me up oh, sick. back in the day, and I think he was working in the Driven at the time, and they always tried to get me to come. I go down there to, to hook up the electricity for their dryer, and I never made it down there to do it, but <laughs> but I got some wheels. Rad. Um, I was hyped. Let's go through San Francisco a little bit. Quick quick little questions I got for you. Um, what's one of your favorite breakfast spots? Ooh, I think my favorite breakfast spot is Arts Cafe. Really? In the inner sunset. Do they got a mean French toast? Uh, no, they're not really known for French toast. I mean, actually, I don't know if I've ever had their French toast, to be honest, because oh. they have this... Uh, I pretty much go there for the the hash brown sandwich. Okay. They have a hash brown sandwich that's insane. Wow. I don't think I've, I don't even know if I've ever told you about this spot. I've never Sorry, been I, there. I, uh, Did we just put it on blast? Is it going to be blown out now? It, uh, <laughs> there's only like 15 seats in the place or less. So I hope, you know, it's yeah. already kind of blown out. I don't think you can blow it out much more just than it is. Tell them Talking Schmidt sent you. Maybe we'll get some free <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's like it's such a good place. Like when I was like living in the inner sun, or in the sunset, we'd go there like on the weekends in the morning, mm-hmm. and then because it's like a block away from the Six Parnassus bus, yep. and then we would just go to we'd eat and then just go up the hill and skate backside ninth or skate whichever route we were feeling at the time to go down. Right. And um, yeah, man, it was awesome. That brings me to my next question. What's one of your favorite hills to bomb in San Francisco? Ooh, there's so many, man. I mean, Backside Ninth is like like just the scenery and stuff you get to see when you're coming around and if uh-huh. it's a clear day and you get to see the ocean and then yeah. you're kind of coming around near Grandview Park and you see Golden Gate Bridge and stuff and like that one's a really fun one. When I lived in Bernal, I kind of found this run that was really fun to skate and i i don't know i didn't come up with a name for it or anything but bernal's got sick hills i always ride my bike up there and down those some of those are rad yeah so like you start at the top where you kind of would would like drive to the very end of the road Uh uh-huh so it starts there and then it just kind of wiggles around down the hill it's like not the steepest run but it's like a good like mile i think a mile and a half downhill Mm -hmm. you know and it you end up passing all these like really fun little nooks and crannies to like get your slash on, you know? I don't know. That's kind of what I'm into. I'm not really bomber, I guess I would say. I would, I like to hit shit. I like to hit shit. Like, yeah. I, you know, I was really inspired by those Tommy Guerrero videos. Like, I think John introduced me to what was the second PAL video, the um, Future Primitive. Right. We like rewound Tommy's like footage you know like you'd like ollie some little gap or something and like yeah get more speed out of driveways yeah and, you yeah. just watch that over Absolutely. and over and it was just like that's that like clicked with me back then you know shout out to tommy g he said he's coming on that's huge man i know that I'm is huge. nervous I'm, i know it's gonna be like hey tommy remember when you did that one video <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> totally man i know i changed the light for him recently right. and it's like that i'm just like uh Mm-hmm. you know we're just kind of shooting the shit but it's just like fuck man this is tommy Grell. <laughs> you know it's like but I it sucks I'm, it can never not be it's like I, yeah. it's the same way with Alyssa. it's like it can never not be like i fucking love you you know like i i, I just absolutely the crazy thing too is that for who those two people are 
they are the most fucking humble people I've ever met. There's no ego at all, and they're so amazing. And then it just blows my mind. Like when I feel like we're on the same level talking, I just feel so blessed. Like, wow, I'm talking to this amazing person. Like we're just equal, and it's like, fuck, we are not equal. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they will like talk to you and like treat you that way, which is so amazing. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that don't do that, you know? Right. That are of similar s status that whatever that means, you know, like yeah they're just not right um very cordial to people or like cool and they're nice you know or exactly want to just like be friendly and yeah i mean i've been to like skate parks with Alyssa and seen like people just gravitate towards her and she's just like super cool no doubt and it's like dude that's how you sell boards you do the other the opposite of that and your board sales probably aren't gonna um show through you know like yeah yeah, just don't ask her to do your podcast and you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're good, dude. You know what number it is. Let's get on a little sooner, Alyssa. Come on. Come on now. Um, what about your favorite dessert in SF? Whoa, Me and you wow, had some dude, ideas dude. about doing a dessert show That's in SF right, and going to different restaurants and do it with desserts like Beretta, yeah. fucking the sushi. That sushi one is tough to dude, beat. That, yeah, that banana lumpia is really good. Yeah. I mean, dude, Blue Plate has really good desserts, too. True. Um, even next door at Emmy Spaghetti Shack, they have a really good dessert. What's at their the, one there? It's like a peanut butter cup thing. I don't know. It's all, like, handmade, though. It's, like, not not like Reese's or anything like that. But they make this, like, peanut butter bar. Yep. And I think it's peanut butter ice cream, maybe with some caramel caramel or something on top. Like, it's insane, dude. It's totally stupid. Like, right. Sugar and salt. Like, you get the right mixture of those two with, like, some other textures and... That one uh, you win me over you know like yeah um my, my wife makes insane desserts oh absolutely. makes really good desserts i think that's what kind of like really well got me really hyped on her but got me really into thinking more about desserts too was just like how she's able to make these insane desserts and then like i don't know when we'd go to a restaurant or something i'd really i, I always just focus on the desserts anyway but what do you think the chances are aaron's listening to this Next to nil. Fuck. I'm probably not going to tell her about it. Shout out, Aaron, <laughs> if you are listening. Shout out. No, I'll tell her. I always encourage people to hit the subscribe button if they find this podcast. And doing a five-star review and leaving a re review helps me greatly to like spread out and get more listeners. And I don't know. I'm just doing this for fun, but it's still cool to see it grow. So if any of y'all can help in that way, much appreciated. Just press that little button. So subscribe right subscribe. there. You just press that button and you will be updated on all the new interviews that Schmitty is doing on Talking <laughs> Schmidt. What about the Shin song number five? Yeah. What is that song called? What is it actually sea called? Legs. Oh, Sea Legs. Mm-hmm. What about it? You like that one? Do you like it? I love it. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like when that album came out, we both heard it and it almost became this little code for I just did something rad or or pump it up a little. It'd be like number five. It would just be the response. Like number five was yeah. kind of like almost like a 10 out of 10 or something maybe. Yeah, man. I I think that song they kind of hit like mainstream success. I think a lot so more so with their yeah. that probably album. Yeah, dude, that song is rad. I like that song too. Randomly, this dude I know is now playing drums in that band. And what? Yeah, who? His name's John Sortlin. Really? Yeah, he's from Grass Valley. 
No way. He's the drummer in the band. It's insane. I went to see him play like. Oh, Shout out about to John. Ago. Shout out. Hit me with those tickets, dog. Big Daddy. <laughs> Get Schmitty some tickets. I'll trade you some uh, talking Schmidt swag over here. <laughs> um, speaking of music, we obviously have had this little fun debate going for a while about the greatest American band of all time. Oh, and boy. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to budge. What's the question? <laughs> I think I know your answer. Oh, man. It has to be VH, right? Hey man, you know Van Halen. I, that's what it is to me, and that's what it was in that conversation. I didn't realize that that conversation was gonna be everlasting for like fifteen years now. <clears throat> it's a really uh, crazy question, actually, because I actually did research on the internet, and there's websites where people have listed them, and then they vote on them, and it moves according. Oh, and you did that. I was think I made <clears throat> I made a little. Um, like a 64, like a March Madness bracket, uh-huh. like for college basketball. Yeah, I saw and that. I'm thinking about like putting it out there uh, in March with the basketball one. As That's... a like, let's vote for the, the bands and see who the overall winner is. But <clears throat> to me, I think it's Van Halen. I, you know, I, I was. I can't vote for Aerosmith. I can't do it. No, I, I, that wouldn't even have crossed my mind, except for then we were like arguing about it and I was like, Jesus Christ, really? Well, longevity doesn't mean excellence. Always. It doesn't always mean it. I mean, have they played more shows? I don't know what that means. I mean, they've 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 stayed together. over three generations. Oh, gotcha. Van Halen had a Van Hagar period, which I'm not super proud of. Rob Walsh will tell you it's still better than anything else, but I don't know about that. You know, I was 10 years old when that happened. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, 1984 had a big impact on me. I was like eight or nine when that came out. Yeah. Um, I was racing BMX bikes and that was like my soundtrack, you know? Right. Um, that and Stay Hungry, Twisted Sister or something or Quiet Riot or something like that. Uh-huh. And like, yeah, when it made the switch, I was young enough to be like, okay, I'm going with this, you know, got the 5150. Yeah. And was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I think at that time in my life, I even understood, though. I knew that it had a different sound and it had a more, like, radio sound to it. Yeah. Because I started, when I was five years old, my brother, I remember the first time I ever listened to Van Halen 1. He put it on, and that beginning of running with the devils just sounds like a UFO landing. And I think that's what my brother told me it was. Mm Mm-hmm. And we were like, I don't think my mom was home and it was just my sister and my brother and I, and he just like, listen to this, you know, and just got in my face yes. and I was like five. I'm like, okay, <laughs> dude, it scared the shit out of me, right. you know? And like, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it just had such an impact on me at that age right? that I never forgot that, you know, and never forgot running with the devil and like, right. and the way it sounded. And I, I think that just, you know formed my ear for music i remember david lee roth was on howard stern and howard stern was talking about like who's the better front man for uh van halen it's you or hagar because they didn't like each other and david lee roth's like what song comes on in the fourth quarter of a football (laughs) game when it's fucking two minutes left and they're Running with the devil, case closed. When someone hits a grand slam at a baseball game, nobody's playing no Van Hagar. It's always Van Halen. Dude, wow. And I was like, dude, he's right. That's amazing. That's really interesting. What a great point. And that's 
the American game, right? Yeah. The baseball? Yeah. The, I mean, well, that's our, so they say. That's our pastime. You go get some peanuts and a hot dog and mm-hmm. you're really living it, right? Totally. Uh, how, how soon in your relationship with your wife did you realize that her parents grew up with the, uh, Eddie and Alex? I think it was probably within the first year, uh-huh. I guess. Before you were married? Yeah, before we were married. Was that... Did that seal the deal? <laughs> like, did no, you get a I mean, ring the next day? <laughs> no, 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 not even close. Yes, No, you know, what's funny is like Aaron tried to scare me, like, you know, meeting her dad and like, I was like, I, I can deal with people like, no, th- your dad can't be scarier than my dad. Right. You know, like there's no way. And I met him and I'm like, I love your dad. You know, like, I was like, your dad rules. Like, oh, why? I was like, why, what, why were you even like? nervous to bring me around your dad like this is so funny you know and to this day i mean i love him dude he's like right the best he like is. father-in-law you could ask for like, at your guy's wedding i got to know him and it was the best time dude he cooked food all day long yeah. like just ribs for days like he's great attitude and he dude, he's so a inspirational bit like preston how he just kind of seems like he loves life and he wants everyone else to enjoy it too he really is actually a lot like preston now that you say that i never even put that together uh-huh. um so much like yeah that's crazy very accepting of everybody right yeah that's a lot of like what preston was i mean fuck man rest in peace preston that absolutely um but i yeah so then you got married and you had your first baby and you named it Halen. Named her, I should say. Yeah, we named her Halen. Right. H A L E N. Damn, running yeah. with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were joking around, like, of like, with names and stuff like that. But um, Halen stuck. Awesome. Um, somehow, and uh, did yeah. You, did you guys ever think about um, naming your second? a child van i was pushing for it were you really yeah how rad would that be she talked me out of it and i was i'm kind of glad we did too cornball too cheesy too cliche yeah i think it would have been too much yeah i was at the skate park the other day with with the kids with halen and duke and like dorking around randomly jake was there too it was really weird Uh (laughs) it's like it was like 10 in the morning he's at some skate park in the east bay i'm like what are you doing out here whoa but um it was pretty cool he was with that dude onio who was like a little kid last time i saw him and the dude was like dude he's like all smiles like super yeah he's healthy and very positive i was just like wow so anyways i'm there and like i hear this kid like i hear this dad all yelling at his kid or not yelling him but like hey come over here van and i was just like oh man like and i've so many kids are named Van right now. Oh. I would have been kind of like joining the crowd with all these other people just because we wanted to make our kids Van and Halen. <laughs> it would have been like Greg Smith or something. It would have just been too popular. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I mean, everyone wants to be you, Greg. No, they don't. Um, <laughs> true or false, Halen got to go to her first concert. Yeah. Willie she, Nelson? Yeah, Willie Nelson. Just a few, like, I guess it was about five months ago. How'd that go? Uh, I think fourth song she was out. She was sleeping. <laughs> well, that's better than the baseball game, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. You, how would you last one inning at the baseball game? Oh, yeah. When she was just yeah. she thought she everyone was like there was there yeah. to see her. Yeah. <laughs> she was just running all over the place, like <laughs> running into like yeah, that was nuts. Uh huh. Yeah. So we went to Willie Nelson. Uh, the 
people we were supposed to go with couldn't make it. So it was just like, what are we, we going to do with these tickets? So we brought, we hit up Aaron's dad and huh. we're like, we don't have anyone else. We're like, all I right, guess Haley. I didn't get a call. No, that's no. no. <laughs> actually, I think broken. you were actually on, you might've been on the list. Oh. We had a long list. Right under Halen. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was like Aaron's dad. Yeah. Halen. If Halen can't make it, we'll call Schmitty. Schmitty. <laughs> Well, going down the home stretch, we're 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 on the last lap. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. Toad is almost done. Woo! We gotta go to <laughs> Blood Wizard. You're down on your luck and your board breaks. Blood smells from the deepest depths of the woods. So you guys are at Shotwell House and you're eating at this place pretty frequently late at night called the Wiz Wizburger. And there's an old man that frequents there that looks like a wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that. Wait, I'm gonna tell the story. Um, and. At some point, like you're you you focus your skateboard. At the time, you're not hooked up with anything, and you're sick of these shitty boards that keep coming to you. And you're like, "I'm gonna start my own company." <laughs> Fuck this shit. Uh, I wish it was that simple. That would have been nice. <laughs> Actually, dude. Fortunately, I was getting hooked up at the time. And I, oh, I, I my was, bad. I was uh, getting boards from uh, Crooked. They were hooking me up, and um. That was really awesome. I mean, I was—I didn't get that many boards, but I was, I you know, if I needed a board, I'd go down there and they'd give me a board. Yeah. Which was really rad. Shout out. Yeah, dude. Mickey would hook it up and I'm pretty sure like, you know, Jim and everybody was like, yeah, it's okay to give him a board, you know, whatever. Rad. Yeah. You know, and I, at that point, I wasn't looking at a career in skateboarding. I was just like, oh, these people are helping me out. Like, this is cool. But yeah, and then I, somehow my friends and i were like let's start a company which we didn't know what we didn't know anything but we didn't think of it as a board brand at first and then uh somehow it turned into a board brand i think because we we like introduced the idea to gus to our our homie gus and um he was like we need to make boards if we're going to really do this and i was just like oh, okay all right all right let's just make boards then so straight from the gates it was boards no it was like shirts and stickers and we didn't know what and then right. we were like, maybe we'd make some random shape boards and that would be it, you know, just like some cruiser boards. Uh-huh. Cause that's like Emil and I were cutting down boards at that point, like cutting like really weird shape boards right? and riding them around the mission, like to the bar and back and like, and like kind of skating them too. Like we'd skate three up, three down with them, like really hard to skate boards, like really narrow. I was riding like those one Oh ones, the Indy one Oh ones with like a board that I made that was just like the width of that. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I think maybe the, that first crooked board had come out at that point, the zip zinger, maybe those were out then okay. too. Uh-huh. It was kind of around that era. We were just making all these weird shapes. And then we were like, okay, well we'll just make them like these. We'll make these kind of boards. Once you like try to figure out how to get boards made, it's so much easier to just use a template that they already have. And like, we didn't know anything about like pre books or any of that kind of stuff at that point. So mm-hmm. it's, so we just started making shit like regular popsicles. Had we started it now, I would have done it a lot different. But yeah, but the name did originate from Burger Wiz and the guy Wiz Burger, and then yeah, the 
homeless dude named Jerry that we and we sort of got to meet and sort of become friends with. But you know, I didn't come up with the name. You'd actually have to talk to Visser about that. Did he come up with he, it? Him and Rico came up with the name. You should oh. have one of them on the podcast one okay. of these days, and like, yeah, they could probably get to where they came up with the name. I was. They came back to the house one night. I think from Whizburger, and they were like talking about this guy, the blood wizard that they saw. And I was just like, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? You guys are out of your minds right now. Cause they usually were out High of their minds. You know, you, low city elevation. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Rico. Yeah. So it was just like, what the fuck? Like, this is hilarious. And then huh. I was like, wait, that'd be a good name for a board brand. You guys like, and then Rico was like, yes. And then we just concocted all like three hours of ideas. Do you remember what year that was? Oh, seven. Damn, so it's been like 12 years? Yeah, I don't think we made boards till like 09 though or something like that, or 08. We need a 10-year anniversary. I know, we do. Come on. We were trying to line something up last year, but it just, you know, it's just Visser and I doing this, so it's like uh, we both have two kids now. Uh Most of our team's in Southern California now too, so it's kind of like... Do we get everybody to come up here? Do we have it down there? Where would we do this? Like, yeah. And then I remember, I think Enjoy had their tenure after 13 years. Oh. I think is what I remember. Cool. So I was like, you know, we could do it whenever. I think I Santa Cruz had their 40th after 39 or something like that. Oh, really? They yeah. did it early? See, they're yeah. on it, dude. They, yeah. They're... They got their pre-books all ready and all lined up, ready to go. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Who was the first uh, writer? The first the first like, like the, the first team member i i think the first person we actually like we're like we want to get this guy was jack jack given oh really yeah was that around the time he did the transfer at uh petrero i think he'd already done it i didn't see him do it oh. but i'd heard that he did it uh-huh. but i was i filmed him like opening day I was just, I went down there with my camera. I was like, I'm going to film people and film the opening day or whatever. Yeah. And I was just filming and like, just was like, oh, this kid's ripping. So I was just filming him, like whatever. Uh I think Cab and Lance Mountain were there. I think I was filming them too. I was just like dorking around, filming people. Who was the first pro model on Blood Wizard? Uh, It was, they both came out at the same time. It was Chris Sin and Ben Cron. Really? Yeah. And we, I mean, I was devoted to not having pros on the team. It was uh-huh. like when we started it, I was like, when we really were like, we're making boards. I'm like, we like all had a team meeting with like people that were starting it together. We all started together. I'm like, you guys, no pros, no pros. We're an AM company farm league. Huh? Let's raise kids up and let them, hopefully they go on to bigger brands. That was like the idea. Yeah. And then Chris called me one day and was like, dude, I quit element yesterday. I'm writing for you. I want a pro model. And I was like, <laughs> no, dude. I'm like, we don't do that. We're not doing pros. Like, no, sorry. He's like, no, dude, I quit Element yesterday. It was a $1,000 paycheck. I'm writing for you for nothing. I was like, why the fuck did you do that, dude? Like, what are you thinking? I, I want to be with my bros, dude. And I was just like, oh, my God. Huh. And then randomly a week later, maybe a week and a half later, Ben Cron called me and was like, hey, the board brand that I was writing for is done. No way. Like, can I, is there any room on your team? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, 
I guess since we're doing Chris's, we might as well have two. And I always loved the way you skated. Right. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. You're the, you're the man. Yeah, let's do this. And that kind of helped. You guys got a couple of new riders. Uh, Tristan Rennie, a future creator of the Rennie Hana, and Kevin <laughs> Kowalski, uh, who's got a freedom tattoo on him. He does. Wow. Are, are you guys going to be at the Olympics? Uh, I mean, it's up to those guys. Do you think they're going to get in there? Dude, what, wait, what's the Rennie Hana? I'm, I I'm, tell I'm, Tristan every time I see him, I'm like, dude, just make up some trick and call it the Rennie Hana. I mean, come on. It's right there for you. Dude, maybe his whole run could be that. I mean, dude, the guy's an annihilator. He's yeah. Like, he's a serious machine and he it looks effortless. And Somebody slept on him. He is good. He, he's he got his name on the fucking banner at the combi. Yeah. That's, Hello. That's um, There's not that many other names up there. We got, <laughs> yeah, this year has been, you know pretty good to us as far as that goes like yeah um yeah i can't believe that gregson was like hey we need to send tristan some boards i was like i'm like i knew he just won the combi bowl and i'm like this doesn't make sense dude like really and i'm looking at his instagram and i'm like no way like this kid's so good like okay yeah i mean like yeah i'm sending him boards of course no problem but let's make sure he wants to ride for us you know like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna like just just like be all, hey bro, you, you should do this. Like he, you know, you have sure. to make your own decision to ride yeah. for us. Like if you want to be, if you want to ride with Blood Wizard, you gotta like want to do it. You know, it doesn't help anybody if you don't want to be no, there. Absolutely. You know, I like, and I hear that all the time. I hear people like, oh, our, the brand I ride for sucks, and you're like, dude, really? They've been giving you boards and they suck. Uh -huh. Like, if you don't want to be there, it's not gonna help either of you guys because you talking like that doesn't sound good and you're not helping them as a brand right grow either um so it's not good it's not a good relationship for anyone um but yeah so tristan wants to be here and it's he's a super rad kid yeah i haven't actually I like met him in person i've only talked to him on the phone a bunch of times oh, and okay. i mean everyone's gone on trips with him so sure. everyone's backed him i've i talked to the whole team about stuff like this when we're bringing someone on and mm -hmm. I have to call everybody individually. That's a good way to do it. We have a pretty big flow team right now too. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been pretty fun to like see like the footage that's been coming in from the flow riders. Right. Um, we got a couple dudes here in the city that are really sick. Uh -huh. um, and um, yeah, man. Things are going good. Yeah, things are cool, man. It's It's been good. I'm going to put you in a real tough spot. Okay, I figured <laughs> this was coming. You got to pick one guy to follow film. Do you go Manzuri or Gregson? Oh, man. There was a summer in the 90s when Mike lived here, and we would go out like all the time filming, and it was so much fun. Uh -huh. It was just so much fun. Like Hansi and I and Justin and like I think um, Jaya's sister Sophie was living here then too, so she was coming out with us every day too. And, like, oh, cool. And she could like shred around, you know, like Skate Hill. So I... I long for that summer a lot, so I'd probably have to say that. But, um, but I mean, that's a tough call, though. I mean, Chris is steady hand. I mean, only yeah, all that gap at Tony Hawk's ramp. That was the crazy. camera didn't fucking move. Yeah, like I mean, I don't think I'm that picky to be honest. That it would matter, and I don't know if they I'd be skating anything that would even um, need their 
camera yeah. work, to be honest, at this point in my life. <laughs> so Well, we never I'll know. leave it at that. They're both super talented. I got to work with Manzuri on your wedding video, so I, I, I'll put that on my resume. You should. That yeah. actually came out really well. I watched that at one point and it was like, I thought it was just going to totally suck and... I mean, it's just who watches their own wedding video. I don't know. We threw it in one time because Aaron's family that didn't make it, we threw it in. And yeah. it was like they were all watching it. So I had to like kind of, we were making dinner or something. I kind of peeked on it every once in a while. and was like, wow, like Mike did a great job, you know? Um, he really does great job every time he does anything. It's He's definitely one of the biggest inspirations in that world for me. It's such a polished look that he has. Yeah. Like this aesthetic that he has is... Incredible. He gets it. Yeah. Um, you just did a photo show with Tobin. Yeah. And that was really cool. We came out, uh, me, Alyssa, Cheryl, and Baby Cakes. And, um, I appreciate that. That was, that was awesome. on Geary. And talk a little bit about that. That was really cool. Cross uh, processing, yeah? It was uh, double exposure. No, double exposure, yeah. my bad, yeah. No, all good. That's a good idea, though. Maybe we should double expose well, a cross-process role. Well, did cross-process. Oh, they oh did, okay. double exposure cross-process. Yeah, that's what we should do. Wow. We'll do, we'll do one of those. We'll see how that works. All right, I want, I want credit, um, 10%. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I met Tobin in like 92 or something when I moved down here. I think, actually, I might have met him up in Grass Valley. He might have came up there to shoot photos of John or something back in the day. Mm-hmm. But then when I moved down here, he was like, I kind of knew who he was. So I went to his, like, I, I had his number. So I called him up and just, like, went to go shoot photos with him or something. But then we just kind of remained friends. And I think even back then, I was interested in photography. And I would kind of pick his brain a little bit. And then I remember being like, hey, if you ever need help with anything, like, let me know. And then one time he needed help and I actually helped him film some like band for their music video and was the light guy. I think Dennis McGrath was also the other cameraman. And I don't even think Dennis had shot like 16 millimeter before. So Dennis was like new to it too. And it was just like, Tobin was just like relying on us too to like right. help him, you know, it was pretty funny. Huh. Um, this was like 92 or something, 93. Cool. Um, but then, you know, I've just remained friends with Tobin over the years and then, he would call me because he has a house up here and he always needs electrical work. And so he called me one, you know, he just calls me to fix stuff. And I think one of the times we were just talking about photography and then somehow we just started talking about like shooting f more film and whatever. I don't remember how it came up, but we just came up like, Hey, let's start shooting over each other's film. Let's just send a roll back and forth every once in a while. And that was probably like two or three years ago yeah and then um i think it took a year for us to actually even do it and then we finally did one and then i developed it and i was like oh my god this is so rad looking <laughs> like this is so sick yeah because he's in la and i'm up here so like the you know we're, we're not shooting the same stuff over the same stuff at all you know we're not going to get the same images ever right um so we just kept doing it and then uh we got to a point where it was like, oh, we could probably have a show with some of the, we have probably have enough images for a show. And then uh, he's like, let's do it. And I'm like, I think I have a place up here if we want to do it up here. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Right. And we just lined it up with Nick. Nick Kuntz was like the curator. Yep. And um, awesome skater. 
Shout out Nick Coon. Shout yep. out. <laughs> yeah, we've got a shout out everywhere now, huh? After yeah, after Tim, he I just insert was heavy. him as my shout out guy. Shout out. That was awesome. So much so much <laughs> rad stuff that he talked about. Like it was really cool. I well, like that one. He has a lot of stuff stored up. He I hadn't talked to him in fifteen years. You're probably gonna need a number two for him. You'll probably need yeah, a, a second people one. People are like, You need him to be your Ed McMahon. Oh, <laughs> just on the sideline. Shout out. Yeah. Shout, shout out over here. He was in the mix, so he got to like be with a lot of people and hang out with a lot of people. Right. And he was such a talented skater too. Like, he's yeah, he's. I remember seeing him in a contest in like '95, an AM contest, and I was like, "Well, there's no way I'm gonna do good in this contest." Like, look at what this dude's doing. You know, he was doing kickflip nose manuals up this like knee high thing every single try across the whole thing and nollie in to the transition. You know, it was just like, "How the fuck, dude?" Right. Every try. So, um, podcast wise, who who would you like to hear on here? Who who are some people I should be trying to get on here? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I think if you want to know more about the wizard, like like Visser or Rico, mm-hmm. maybe it's someone like Sam Cunningham or someone like that. Oh, um, could be cool just to like idea. go deep into like Sacto skateboarding yeah. and that kind of thing. Ricky Windsor. Rick Windsor. I mean, that would be a gateway to that. Maybe Rick would be into uh, it. You know? Travel down to Sanjo, get uh, Jason Adams. Yeah, yeah. Maybe JJ Rogers or someone like oh. that, just to get like that vibe. Maybe Wade, dude. Oh, Wade would be great. I'm going to have to bring an extra SD card for Wade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, dude. He's going to have a lots lot. of batteries. Yeah, because it's been a Wade. while since the skateboard world has heard from him. And yeah. what's funny is he won't post any skateboard. I don't think he posts anything of himself on his Instagram, really, like his uh-huh. skateboarding stuff. So right. Wade Spire, kids. Wade Spire. Those were the days. Dude, I love you. You've always helped me so much and been supportive in everything I do. The toughest times of my life, you were the number one person that I leaned on probably way too much and helped me get through some really gnarly shit. You've you've been a big supporter of Epically Trife. Uh, we made that song with the coach. That, <laughs> oh, you know, we'll probably end on that one. Um, but oh, uh, I just love you and I appreciate you so much. Um, and I'm stoked that we got to sit down here and, and, and ramble, catch up. We don't always get to see each other as much since you moved to Orinda, but, uh, you know, you're always in my thoughts. Thank you, Schmitty. I appreciate that, man. You know, we're both sensitive people and <laughs> just like, I think no that's, a, I think that's how, why I was able to be there for you in all those times and stuff. And like, I appreciate it too. I appreciate the, the return friendship as well. You know, it's been a symbiotic relationship for sure. Absolutely. Um, well, we, I think we did it. How do you feel? Is there anything else you want to... I, well, you just brought up the trife and I was like, whoa, that was like a whole nother section of time and people that you could probably interview and right. stuff. Um, that would be awesome, you know? Speaking of which, I need to make a little disclaimer. So... A few episodes back, I was at Collinson's and I looked at the ceiling and there was a poster and it said uh, Katie Knox and Halsey. And I looked up at it and I'm describing where I am and I say two of my favorite um, girls back in the day that we used to, you know, go see a lot of punk shows and and just all kinds of music and drink and have good times. For sure. I, I said two of my favorite. 
I got some text messages from some heated froze out there, and they're like, what about the froze? I thought blah, blah, blah. And like Carly Amagon, mm-hmm. Jeanette, mm-hmm. Stephanie, yeah. Sophia. There's a lot of girls out there that I had a great time with. Yeah. And these two on the ceiling that I was looking at were two of them. Yeah. So I don't want anybody's feelings to get hurt. I just want to say I love you all. And um, you're probably forgetting as, some right now, too. Yeah, I, I know. Somebody's going to Tracy's going to call in and say, <laughs> what about me? Hey, Tracy rules, dude. My suggestion yeah. to all She's you is awesome. there's an open phone line and let's let's sit down and get you on the show. Dude, I don't think any of those girls would have been hanging out if they weren't awesome. You know, like, yeah, like with what you brought together with like Jehovah and everyone too, like. Uh, yeah that made yeah, it such maggie, a fun time big shout out to maggie <laughs> sure. i love you so much and i'm so stoked you got through you know your hardship last year had a little scare and sounds like everything's good so that's great um but yeah i just want all my friends who know who they are anytime you want to like sit down and we can get you on the podcast i would love to have all of you open invite um i think noel is coming on here and i'm really excited awesome about that so wow yeah that's huge dude yeah um speaking of scares geez yeah um, exactly all the women you just named are so amazing that's I, I think i if you could get each and every one of them that would be awesome yeah um just because of the trife years were really fun yeah it'd be interesting <laughs> to hear some, some people would probably my blackouts like that well i don't yeah. remember that did yeah. not happen. that's what i mean like some people might have been more drunk at certain times uh, than others and would yeah. remember some things that some people wouldn't and then absolutely oh man that's absolutely. awesome there's some fun stories for sure mm-hmm. um shout out to mira shout out mira mira on the wall <laughs> so Best ice cream in SF is Mitchell's or no? Well, that's a pretty good ice cream, Schmitty. Mm-hmm. Let's go to let's go to Mitchell's, dude. Let's go. Let's to go. Mitchell's. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Please subscribe. Leave good reviews. Here, here's the thing. We're gonna throw it out right now. I'm gonna buy a Blood Wizard board from Toad, and I'm gonna pick my favorite review out of all the reviews you guys leave. And that person is going to win a care package for me and a Blood Wizard skateboard. And I want to thank Toad for coming in, being the 10th guest. Yeah, I guess being the 10th guest, we got a special prize for you. <laughs> I'm your 10th friend, Schmitty. Check this out. <laughs> I learned this from the Nine Club. I know, Shout out dude. to the Nine I, Club. Shout out. I know. I, no one has this yet. Whoa. We've got wow. a hat and a shirt that Zerosh just made for me. Um, Zerosh, you're killing it, dude. This yeah. is amazing. He just made those samples, and we might, you know, make a few of those. I'm not sure. It's weird Putting having hat my on name right on now. them. Um, but I'm going to take photos of Toad wearing this stuff. And if you guys like it, let me know. If you have other suggestions, I'm down. I don't know. It's so weird. To Are you going to wear your own hat, Schmitty? Yeah, I think that's a faux pas. It's like skating your own pro model? It's like going to a concert and wearing this shirt. I don't know. I'm not good at promoting things. I need Rob How to help me. How else are you going to promote yourself? Yeah. I think they call it shameless self-promotion, Schmitty. Woo. Well, with that, I'm going to cue this up. Coach, take us to the bridge every night on the motherfucking drive. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
the drive. Can you play us? So there's a party. You wanna come? Maybe pops. Delirium. Every night, yeah, yeah. Every night, epically tried. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please subscribe now on Anchor, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, one of the best ways to show some love is to write up a review. I always appreciate to hear your thoughts, and detailed reviews are the best way for people to discover us. Also, a big shout out to our executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout out. Love it!